0: Everyone, welcome back to the Rootless Living Podcast and episode number 58. My name is Damien Ross, and besides being the host of this podcast, I'm also the publisher of the Rootless Living Magazine. On this episode, I get to chat with Daniel and Presley Gossett, and today we get to discuss what it's like being married, raising a kid, and also chasing your field of dreams. But like always, before I say too much, let's get into the episode. All right, with that, I want to welcome Daniel and Presley to the show. How are you guys? We're hey, good. doing well. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Awesome. I'm gonna go through some just quick little rapid fires for you guys. Do you consider yourselves full timers or part timers, some timers? I would say full
1: timers. And we don't have like a
2: we don't own a sticks and bricks house. So yeah,
0: I yeah, would yeah, say full timers. What are you guys traveling in right now?
2: We have a 2020 Grand Design Solitude 377 MBS currently.
0: Nice. Well, I mean 2020. Mm-hmm. I hope you're not thinking about getting rid of it already.
2: So, uh, no yeah. we just yeah i don't
1: know <laughs> i think she just gets bored every now and then just having to sit there all the time and then the wheels start turning
0: i am sitting in uh my grand design solitude that has no carpet no flooring no windows i saw y'all were no ripping caden- it apart oh, man, yeah. it's weird to be working in this now it looks like my old place back in la which is nice it kind of reminds me <laughs> of that Well, let's go back to before you guys went full-time. I'm assuming it's pretty recent due to the fact that you've purchased a 2020. When did you guys launch?
2: We've been full-time since 20, I guess, October of 2019. So a little over a
0: year. Nice. Well, let's go back to before you guys took off and tell me what you guys were doing, where you were living, that kind of stuff. And then we'll even talk about the transition.
2: We're both from South Carolina, upstate South Carolina. So we had a house there. And I guess in 2017, we bought a travel trailer and we were just, Goose had just, Daniel, I guess I call him Goose, but he had um, just gotten called up. And so we, I had just quit my job and he got called up and we bought a travel trailer to go to spring training in. So we did that for, I guess, three years. we Mm. took the travel trailer to spring training and then we just like loved it so much. And we're never home with baseball. We're gone. I mean, we're gone every year from... February to end of October ish normally. So we had a house at home, but we were never there. So it just kind of seemed
1: dumb to have it quite honestly, especially trying to to keep up the house as well. So we're having to pay people to, to go mow the lawn and then having her grandparents or her parents go check on the house every now and then to make sure everything was okay. So it was just an extra stress yes. added on top of the year.
2: Um, And so then we just decided finally, like let's go full time and we, since buying the travel trailer, we had a daughter. So we just wanted something a little bit bigger since we had her. So we traded it in, got the the bigger fifth wheel. And I guess that, yeah, that was about 15 months ago. And we've just been in the fifth wheel ever since.
0: How was the transition? I, I always think it's different for different people, you know, especially coming from, I don't even know how big your home was in South Carolina, but then, you know, going down to what I'll assume is about 400 square feet. What Was that like?
1: Uh, I'd say it wasn't terrible because, well, I mean, for myself, I've been kind of living out of a suitcase since I was drafted in 2014. So I didn't, I never really had a ton of, ton of stuff lying around. I was always kind of confined to a suitcase. It was almost like a relief to kind of not have my stuff scattered over, you know, two or three different places. And, uh, you know, so now instead of living out of a suitcase, I just, I just take my dresser with me and, that's for me though but I I can imagine it being different for Presley though
2: yeah we I mean when we sold the house we we knew this would be I mean we didn't know how long we would be full-time I mean our plan currently is just you know maybe until baseball is over whenever he's done playing then maybe settle down somewhere but it was hard for me I mean we sold pretty much everything I kept a few like heirloom type pieces that like were my grandparents and stuff but I mean, we sold like down to like our wedding plates and stuff, like our everyday china we got for our wedding. Like, we sold furniture. I mean, basically everything, and that was harder for me. I'm more attached to the stuff like that. Besides that, the selling of the stuff. Once we got it done, like I can't even remember like half the stuff we sold. Like, it just it just seems having a house full of stuff just seems so foreign to me now. Um, even when we go to like friends' houses, I walk in and I almost feel like overwhelmed just seeing all the stuff just because we live, I mean, you know, we live in such small quarters. We just don't have that much and we have to be picky and choosy about what we do have. And it it just, it really just overwhelms me quite honestly to think about having a house again, (laughs) honestly.
0: Yeah. I think we really, I mean, you're not alone in that kind of feeling of being overwhelmed when you're in someone's house. If I'm in someone's house that has, you know, let's say a lot of trinkets there is there is that, you know, moment. And there's also that awkward moment where I'm trying to like, pressed down and flush the toilet. And then I'm like, Oh wait, no. That's totally, not yeah. in here. <laughs> totally. So I'm like totally backwards now and all that stuff. I want to go back real quick to goose. I like nicknames. Where did, uh, where did goose come from? Yeah. Is that a top gun reference or is it well, something else?
1: Back in the day, there was a pitcher named goose Gossage. He uh, was a great pitcher relief pitcher for the Yankees. And my last, our last name is Gossett, which was pretty close. And uh, just ever since Mean I think it started in seventh grade, and uh, I guess someone made that connection, and it, it took off from there. Then I mean, changed schools, and it started again. So he's always been Goose to me. Like
2: I met him as Goose, so it's it's always weird to me when people call him Daniel, and I'm like, wait, who?
1: Because <laughs> he's just Goose. To yeah, me. I would say probably ninety percent of the people that I went to high school with didn't know my first name was Daniel. It was just it's always been Goose. I mean, even my parents and grandparents call me Goose. So it's just kind of a Kind of a normal thing.
0: That's very nowadays. cool. I had the worst nickname. My nickname in high school was Dubbs, Dubs, D-U-B-S, <laughs> which then people would say, "What did that stand for?" And then you got to be like, "It meant drunk until basketball season." That's literally <laughs> what it stood for. I would sober up for those like five months of basketball when it wasn't a year-round kind of thing back then. uh So, so I don't. I like, it, but I was. Well, I was hoping Goose would have a little something like that to it, but it's still that's really cool. I like that that stuck around. I like that she. I'll see that. And I'll, I'll refer to you as goose for the rest of the show too. When I ask you questions now, obviously we've, we've done some hinting in regards to what you do for work, but I still want to stick to travel for a second, but obviously we'll get into that. How long have you guys been together?
2: So I'm two years older than him. Well, I'm like a year age, wise older than him, but two years grade wise. So I was a senior. Was yeah, was you're a, a senior. I was a senior and he was a sophomore in high school. When we met, we went to high school together. High school. Um, sweet and then I we dated like on and off i mean on and off i guess I mean, we were pretty much we on. were together yeah until all through college and then we got engaged in 2015 15, so yeah 2015. After we, we, just, we
0: we just bought our house
2: yeah we yeah we've been together forever just
1: yeah.
0: just yeah. a matter of time yeah i love it and then so i mean how's that been for you guys being a married couple with a is it just one kid just the daughter or are there do you guys knock out another one already no just one you. okay so just, just the, one, one, just the one, one daughter how's that been for you guys and just your your marriage in general being in this rv and traveling together
1: i'd say we've gotten closer
2: <laughs> <laughs> some would call it closer yeah. some would call it other things i don't know it, it's great i mean he's he's still i mean maybe if we we're both in the camper i mean during quarantine i mean I, I know everyone experienced this you know like people started working from home and people were together a lot more than they're used to. Um, I mean, I was used to him at spring training, being at the field from six in the morning until late afternoon. So I was used to my like alone time. Well, not alone time. I mean, we had Lucy, but I was used to being by myself with her. And then when quarantine happened, it was just like he was home all the time. And so I guess a normal, typical schedule without COVID, he's still gone half the day. And during the season, he's gone majority of every day even weekends included. So it's good to have the time apart, but I do get excited when he comes home and I can hand off the kid. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Like, Okay. I need to go take a walk by myself, but I, I don't know. I think we've managed it well. We genuinely like each other. Yeah. So yeah. I think that That's helps.
1: True. I think the little things have kind of, I think we've had to learn to let the little stuff kind of roll off rather than, you know, typically, if you know, you get into a little bit of an argument, you can kind of go to separate rooms in a house and, you know, cool off and come back to it. But like with the camper, you don't have that luxury. It's like, you know, if we're both trying to get through the hallway at the same time and, you know, we bump into each other or something, it's, you know, it's just something you got to kind of adjust with. And I think we've done a pretty good job with yeah, it. For sure.
0: And as far as my guests go, you guys are fairly young. I mean, you don't have to give me your specific ages if you don't want to, but I know that you guys put you're both under 30
2: Yeah, I'm 29. He's
0: 28. 28. 28. Yeah. Yeah, Gotcha. Gotcha. That's amazing. We don't have a lot of under 30. So it's interesting to hear that because I actually, I've talked about this in the podcast. If you listened a bunch and I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But I do feel like this is something I wish I could have done in my 20s. I wish it was something because I just think there are some things that you learn where, you know, like less is more. You start to value the experiences over the things and, and just that kind of stuff that you can't really experience until you do this where, you know, my goal before going full-time RVing, I think at one time was like an 8,000 square foot home. Like how ridiculous, even with four kids, <laughs> that's bananas. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. But, you know, that imagine. would make
0: me feel like, oh, I've made it in life Where now. Even 400 square feet kind of big. You know, I'm like, this is a lot to, right. to take care of still. Right. So it, it's great think- that you guys are doing it at a young age. I mean, props to you, not that you probably need me to give you a cool endorsement like that. <laughs> Two thumbs up on you guys doing that idea the young. <laughs> uh,
1: I think you hit the nail right on the head though like we we, we kind of went into this is like hey you know this kind of makes sense for where we are right now like you know there's no use in having a house that we're never at and then we've been doing it for a year now we I mean we've absolutely fallen in love with it not just not just the camper specifically but just the lifestyle of it I mean we've even talked about after balls over just getting a van and taking off with a van and going absolutely anywhere we want for, I mean, at least a year. That's like our new plan now. It's just, it's not so much buy a house and some land and settle down. It's like, Hey, there's, there's a lot more out there. We could go see and experience. And I think this being able to do this while we're young is, is an awesome, awesome experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I go back to the, you know, I mean, there's this big thing about, you know, are you full-time? Are you stationary? What I I just, I don't get into that game, but I feel like the good hybrid at some point, especially for me is it would be nice to have a place to go back to that's like low maintenance and whether there's a, you know, a a structure on the property, so be it. But if it just has, you know, electricity, water and a sewer and I'm hooked up and then I can wheels up whenever I want to, even if I ever got a structure, I still think I would want the RV to be wheels up really fast. Like literally all I'd have to do is put food in it, grab my phone and I could go. I think it's something I'd like to be able to keep in my lifestyle. And I feel like people feel like they need to make a choice. Like it has to be one or the other. I'm like, no, no, you can hybrid it any way you want to like figure out what's best for you. And especially, I mean, with you, I want to get into work now because I think it's pretty cool to have someone that's playing basically a professional sport and then traveling. Cause I guess in my mind at first I was thinking, oh, this is cool. Cause then Presley can go to the games, but clearly you're traveling with the team. She's not following you necessarily the games in the RV. so. Uh, right. i wish yeah I, it's, I literally that's what i was thinking i was like oh that'd probably be a nightmare because who knows Could you how? imagine <laughs> me like following the team
2: like in the with pulling the camper oh that would be so funny
0: you and all the other wives that are like no i want to go with you too let's go um, it's so
2: funny that that first season we had the travel trailer like a lot of the other wives were like they're like, we can make this could be like a reality show. Like you've <laughs> got to like get on YouTube. Like you gotta start like putting this stuff out there. Like this is crazy. And I was just like, I'm just not, I mean, not that, but I feel like some of them thought it was like we're rolling up in our big like A classes. Like, I'm like, no, it's like a, a travel bus. trailer. Yeah. Like it's not. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah. And I think people have a misconception sometimes too. Now there's there's different types of obviously kind of money you're making while you're playing pro sports. I tried my, I tried my hardest to get over to Europe and play basketball. I knew the NBA was not going to be in the cards for me, but I knew some people that were like at my caliber kind of level in high school, they were, you know, overseas. And I was like, man, I'd really like to be able to do that. No matter how much it paid me, you know, just, even if it was a break, even at the end of the day. So let's go into your story. You know, uh, sounds like you got drafted, uh, right out of high school, didn't go to college or did go to college.
1: I did go to college. I went to Clemson.
0: Nice. And did you play all four years and then get drafted?
1: I just played three years, 2012 and was drafted in 2014.
0: Nice. And who uh, drafted you?
1: I got drafted by Oakland and um, I started off in a short season, low A, which is in Vermont. So I did a half a season there after the draft. And then uh, that was in 2014. So 2015, I was in Beloit, Wisconsin with the snappers and then in twenty sixteen I started out in Stockton California Stockton, California with the uh with the Stockton Ports. And then about uh about a week before the All-Star break, I got called up to Midland, which is our double A, uh, Midland, Texas. So that was where I spent the majority of that season. And then towards the end of the year I got called up to triple A Nashville. Ended the season there. Awesome place by the way. And then started twenty eighteen or no 2017. 2017 yeah started 2017 in nashville and was called up in june to the big leagues and debuted in miami and uh you know spent majority of the season up and um you know and it's kind of been back and forth i mean the whole there's you know options and and different stuff that we don't really have time to go into because it, it's a bunch of the stuff that I didn't even understand until I was in the game. And i still would say, I don't understand everything the way it is, but basically I'm kind of up and down between triple A and the big leagues for the last, for uh, 2017 and 2018.
0: But still just making it to the show is bananas. Like that's incredible. Crazy. Like congrats yeah. to you goose. That's so amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I appreciate I'm, it, man. I'm it's, getting goosebumps. Cause you know, I've, you know, I've, I think I dreamt that as a kid. And, you know, and you know, I've I had a son that did really well in basketball too, that just stopped playing ball recently. And it's just, it's such a small percentage that actually ever get that kind of moment. And that's really cool. Stoked for you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. And even the ups and downs, I mean, it's still like, I, I hope this doesn't sound bad. It's still baseball. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like ups yeah. and downs in like you're doing construction, you know, like where right. it's like, oh, today I'm doing really cool high buildings. Oh, now I'm just, you know, filling holes out here at the farm, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's baseball. I mean, you get to play a sport for a living.
1: I think it's, it's hard to like, it's easy for like people outside to see that. And it's like, man, you're still playing baseball. It's great, but it's like, it's, it's my career. So it's hard. It's hard for me to keep that mindset, but you know, that, that is one, you know, mindset that I can use to bring me back down to earth. Like, Hey man, I'm still, I'm living the, I mean, it's literally living the dream. I, I, I dreamt of being a, MLB or a professional baseball player when I was a kid and I'm I'm still able to do that. I'm so I'm incredibly fortunate, incredibly blessed to still be able to do that. And uh you know, even when it's not going my way, being able to just think like hey, you you're still living your dream. So I mean, still, still just try and have a good time, still, you know, take advantage of every opportunity you get, stuff like that, it just kind of brings me back down to earth.
0: And obviously, you know, sports is not a, a forever game. What is uh, your kind of big goal? I know you're focused right now just on playing, but is is staying in the, the kind of the business as long as you can? Part of it, or once you're done playing, are you moving on to something else? That's a
1: that's a good question. I um I mean obviously I, I love the game, and I think this year is kind of I think I think the quarantine and being away from baseball for so long with the injury and then the corn quarantine and then all this other stuff is kind of almost revitalize that. Like just being going into the, into the facility to work out is, um, you know, it's just kind of revitalize that, like that love of the game, just being around the game is, uh, is so, so yeah, I think, I think I might try and stay in the game. I mean, I, I feel like I have, I have a lot to offer if it's, you know, if it's to other professional players or if it's to a younger generation, I, f- I feel like I can um, maybe do some good still in the game after I'm done playing.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to totally sidetrack here for a second because this is something I've been talking about, and it really doesn't have a lot of context to realist living, but it has a lot of context in and around what you're doing. I had a son that played AAU from like 13, and you know he's 21 now, and he just recently stopped playing basketball. And I just don't remember that in high school. I don't remember this, you know, 13 months a year of a sport, you know, where it became everything, and we did, you know, you couldn't do family vacations, and if you missed you know, a big tournament, you'd lose your spot and just all this weirdness that happened. What are your thoughts on that? Cause I, I'll be honest, it, it stops a lot of people from going full time because they want to keep their kids in sports. And I know people that have moved to Florida just because baseball's not during winter, you know? And so right. they can be somewhere nice during, you know, baseball kind of a thing. But what are your, just your quick thoughts? I thought it would just be interesting in and around the, where it's become full time now.
1: Um, I think I don't know. I think it, it it comes at a certain age. Like I think, you know, when you're talking about kids nine to to twelve or thirteen, and you start talking about year round, and it's almost it's almost like a business to them. And I feel like at, at that age, does do you really need a something to be a business at that kind of age? And uh, it just scares me that kids are going to get burned out and just not enjoy the game and and not get to enjoy being a kid. You know, and we talked to we talked to. You know, younger kids that come into the facility, like, hey, ask them some questions. And they'll, they're like, you know, what should we do to get better? What should, what kind of mechanics should we work on? It's like, hey, man, you're 10 years old. Like, go shoot hoops. Go throw the football around. Go go ride your bike. Like, just be be a kid. Keep that keep that athleticism of being a kid. Keep that fun of being a kid. And, and then that'll channel into your baseball. If that's something that the kid really wants to do, then then have at it. I'm glad the opportunities are there. I think it's a, it's a heck of a tool. You know, if you're looking at helping pay for college, if you know, some kid that wouldn't be like, I wouldn't, I couldn't, don't think I could have afforded to go to Clemson without receiving a scholarship. So that was, you know, just a, a an absolutely great opportunity that I was able to take advantage of. And, um, you know, if it turns into that, it's something great, but it's it, on the, on the flip side of the coin, it's just worrisome that a kid might get burned out on the sport and just not enjoy it by the time it's, you know, that they're going into high school.
0: Yeah. and I like your recommendation of trying other things. I remember doing, uh, we had our coach made us do ballet and I probably added like, I added like four inches to my vertical because, right. Cause they just, they know how to jump. Like that's legitimately all they practice. And they were like, taught me how to jump with my core as opposed to my legs. I just remember being, this is so weird, but I guess the reason I bring it up, cause I mean, I love the parenting stuff and you know, I had a six, eight kind of off guard, my youngest son. And he wasn't even getting good looks. And I remember seeing these parents where the, you know, like they're not even half of his caliber and they think that their kid's going to Duke. And I'm like, Oof. I'm like, no, no, he's probably not even going to the local junior college. Like, stop yeah, putting I that, stop that. that. I mean, them. I mean, support your kids. You know what I'm saying? But like, don't sure. feed them to the point where they're like, but you told me, mom and dad, I could be anything I wanted <laughs> to be. Uh, you yeah, to keep it realistic. Exactly. Like my parents never told me I could be a jockey. They were just like, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> six seven, two, ten doesn't ride a horse. <laughs> it doesn't happen. But I'm not going to be in the cards. No, I'm not. It's over. I don't care how much I do the secret. I don't know how much I write it down and put it on a mirror. It's never going to happen for me. But I, I think it is a lot of people don't know. I, I can't remember the percentages. I think it's like a 5% chance of getting a college scholarship, especially in the, in the three major sports. And it's, I, I think it's less than 1% making it to the show. Maybe you no know more than me. So it's just it's phenomenal that you've, you know, you've gotten there. And I think it's great that you're thinking about, you know, the career within the sport, if it makes sense. Presley, how much are are you a huge baseball fan or is it, you know, like oh, oh, no. it's his thing.
2: I, I mean, it's fine. Like I, I like going to games, but to be honest, in Oakland, I really liked going because they had free childcare. So yeah. I could go and leave Lucy at the little baby area and go sit with the other moms and eat free chicken fingers. So I was, I mean, go team! Uh, whoever you with, I'm, I'm there. Go team, but go goose. But I,
0: I love how real them. you've kept it because I think twice you've talked about someone else watching the kid and
2: yeah. As an I only mean, child, you, I can you,
0: totally respect that. And as a dad, yeah, that out of four kids. I, mean, I go, get
2: it. I mean, I, she's she's like the best thing in the entire world. But you you go a little crazy stuck in 300 square feet um, with a very active child, and you just need your. I know I'm at my best when I get my like me time, and for me that was eating chicken fingers and watching baseball while someone else was playing with her. So I'm not a huge baseball fan. I don't really care. I'm, I've always said I'm a goose fan. I'm not really a baseball fan. So wherever he is, I'm
0: yeah, a part of it. that. I love it. And um, what is the, what does the season look like for you? Goose? I mean, what, what I mean, are you, is it twelve months a year? Is it 10 months, eight months, six months? I mean, I granted, I understand you're staying in shape and doing things like that, but what's the real kind of requirement from work kind of a thing?
1: So it's, um, we're going to leave for spring training here in, um, a couple of weeks, about mid February, we'll head down to Fort Myers. And then it's, so it's mid February to September, uh, hopefully October, you know, post starts in late September, October. So, um, and then it's usually once you get done with the se- So that's, and that's an everyday thing, you know, we'll get a day off here and there. And then all-star break is three days, I believe. Pretty much from February 15th, I believe, pitchers and catchers report to, I guess, I'm not sure how the season's going to shake out. But, you know, somewhere beginning to mid-September, it is pretty much every day. And if you're not playing, you know, some off days is a travel day. So it's a it's a pretty everyday thing. And then I think it's two weeks off from from everything from throwing and lifting and then right back to it. So it's it's pretty much a year round thing.
0: I don't think I've asked you what position you play. I'm a pitcher. You are. Okay. I just know that you were you mentioned the nickname of a pitcher, but I didn't know necessarily that was your position right now. Do you get to bat or is it just pitching?
1: I was in the American League, so I didn't have to bat unless we played a national league team at a National League Park. So unlucky for me, I did have to to bat my debut in Miami. And that was another as if going to to, you know, make your professional or your major league debut wasn't stressful enough. Now you have to bat for the first time and 7 years.
2: But he won't he won't tell you but he got a hit.
1: <laughs> nice. So that's got to feel really good. good. anytime a pitcher gets yeah. a hit,
0: especially <laughs> it's so weird that the two divisions have different rules. So I mean that's something that's always been like I don't get this because you know with basketball all the rules are the same no matter where you go really. The keys a little different right. in Europe, but it's basically all the same. That one is always I've always been like I don't get it. How come they don't get it together and just either you know pitchers have to hit or pitchers don't have to hit. It's weird.
1: I mean and that's a that's a, a you get a mixed bag on answers from from pitchers about that because you ask a pitcher like hey do you want pitchers to hit there you know some say yes because they see it as an easier out um, in the lineup but then because you know if, if you're using a DH you got a guy that his sole job is to come in and hit he doesn't have to worry about playing defense but then on the other hand you as a pitcher have to go hit I don't see that as a fun time I'm trying to worry about getting outs not not making outs. If it was up to me, I think that the fans pay money to come see professional hitters, and I'm not a professional hitter, so I think we should stick with the DH. But that's that's just my humble opinion.
0: I get you, I get you. And what? How fast are you throwing?
1: Hopefully around mid 90s, but um, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. You know, I had uh, the had surgery in 2018. I had Tommy John, where they replace your ulnar collateral ligament in your elbow with, um, with another ligament from either your hamstring or your wrist and your forearm. And so, uh, had that done. And that kind of, that knocked me out for all of 2018 or most of 2018 and all of 2019. So coming back from that, I'm just trying to, trying to get back to a consistent, consistent base with my arm.
0: And I still don't think people understand how fast 95 is. Like I think people will hear them be like, yeah, I think I've heard pitchers doing a hundred. That's, you know, that's not I think even in my heyday of strength and conditioning, I went to one of those places where you could throw. I don't think I got it over. I want to say 70 to be really honest. I'd like to say 75, but I bet you it was like 70 miles per hour. And you know, I pitched all the way up to high school and thought I've got an arm and you find out really quick what a big difference it is between, you know, you think you can throw and being able to throw 95 is bananas. That's crazy.
1: I think, I think it's kind of funny to see the, like, the people that throw out first pitches. So you'll have some of the best athletes in the world. Like I know playing in Oakland, we had the golden state was right across the, like literally right across the the street, across the parking lot. They were right there. So we would have, you know, all the players come out and, and throw first pitches every now and then it's like, these guys are the top athletes in the world. And to like, just throwing a baseball is completely different from any other thing. It's just a different, different way of how things go.
0: You remind me of something. I, I'm probably going to date myself because I think it was a, a Magic Johnson thing where they had like three athletes and a celebrity, and you played different. You, it was like little teams, and you played different sports. And you'd see these basketball players trying to throw a football, or baseball players trying to shoot a basketball. And I think it, it only lasted like a season because like nobody wanted to go on it, you know, cause they were just like, you're making, we're professional athletes and you're making us look ridiculous, you know, cause I can't swing a baseball bat. Myself. Oh, it's, it is one of those. Like everyone's like, Oh, you're tall. You play basketball. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you're tall. You can play volleyball. No, that's a yeah, completely it's a different sport. Like no way. I'm not going to take a ball <laughs> to the face. Works. Exactly. Well work. I mean, you know, usually I, I dive into a lot more with work, but this has been really cool to, you know, I just, I'm kind of stoked like that you get to live out your dream and it sounds like Presley, it's working out for you too. And how old's the kid again? I'm, I'm just I'm thinking like under three, if I'm doing my math. Yeah. Right. She,
2: she just turned two in October. So nice.
0: she's terrible two, almost
2: two and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's,
2: she's crazy. A couple of
0: handfuls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had my terrible twos at like two and a half and then right around 26. So just, know it, can, <laughs> it can come back. It's all, it's well, anything that starts with a two, just so you know. You know, right, great, great. Look forward to that. Good to know. Presley, you do anything in regards to work or is it just being able to be a stay-at-home mom?
2: Yeah, just staying home with Lucy, trying to keep up with the dishes and the laundry. It's oh, never ending. It's
1: more than a full-time job. Right. Um, really...
2: And we have two dogs too. So oh, wow. I like to, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't make us any money, but I try to save us money. You know, I try to cut the dog's hair, not take them to a groomer. Just little things here and there. I like to my value out
1: there. I got it. It takes really good
0: pictures. <laughs> I love it. I got to say that, you know, I, I, both my parents were in television they both produced television shows. And so I was what they referred to as the latchkey kid. My parents weren't really around very supportive, but just not around. And I think we've lost that somewhere in the eighties the where we had this idea that both parents had to work and we've gotten away from that. And I don't mean to sound all like old school, but there is just something really great about a stay at home parent. I don't care which one it is, to be honest with you, that doesn't, I've never been like, Oh wait, the dad stays home. doesn't matter to me, but there's something really yeah. kind of great and magical about it because when two people are out working and you both come home and you're exhausted, it's just a lot on a marriage or relationship raising kids. So it's great that you guys have that opportunity where that's, you know, that it's not requiring both of you to be out there and putting in those eight to 12 hour days just to make ends meet. So that's really cool. But there's always that, hes- yeah, we- there's always that hesitation. I even heard it from you a little in a way and both of you in a way where it's like a stay at home mom. Like that's not, that is a job. Like, I had custody of all four of my kids. I couldn't wait to pay someone to take care of my kids.
2: Right. Like I'll right. I, I work I, three
0: jobs, not to have to like, people are like, are you going to homeschool them? I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> 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 Why would I do that? <laughs> this,
1: yeah. it's, I mean, I don't, and I, I'm, I think we're, I mean, obviously incredibly fortunate for how everything has worked out, but I think I am incredibly fortunate to, to have a wife that is willing to stay at home and, Do all the all the things? Literally, you know, she's the cog that makes everything work. It's um, you know, without her, you know, we're thinking about childcare. You know, we're thinking about how how am I gonna get home and get all the dishes done, get supper ready, and make sure Lucy's fed and you know that she's you know not watching something she's not supposed to be on TV. Like she just Presley makes makes the world go round for me and my family. I know she'll never say it herself, but I think that I'm I'm lucky to have her. And uh, you know, it kind of takes a stress off of my life knowing that my home and my kids and my dogs and everything is in in great hands when I'm not able to be
0: there. uh, Sometimes, majority of the day. I know it sounds corny, but I just feel like when there's roles, no matter again, and I want to say it again, I don't care who's taking what roles. But when there's like clear defined roles, it does make relationships better. I think a lot of the stress in relationships and what we're seeing kind of just in our country when it comes to marriages has a lot to do with, you know, that they have the same roles. And so then they fight over things that they don't think is their role. And sure. you, can, you just true. have clear lines, which is really amazing. And who knows, maybe one day, uh, you know, it'll switch. And
1: hey, that's what I tell her. I'm like, hey, if you if, you, if we come to the time where you want to go out and get a job, let me know. And I am a stay at home dad and I will I'll, we'll switch off. We'll, we'll come over the top rope,
0: tag me in and I'm, I'm ready. That's awesome. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Well, let's get into exploring. When you guys aren't working, when you aren't taking care of the kid, not taking care of the dogs, what are some things that you guys like to do? And what have you seen? And you know, where do you want to go? And that kind of stuff, in and around this lifestyle.
2: I I feel like it's weird. Um, I feel like most, or I guess I feel like most people that do the RV thing full time, they're normally choosing where they get to go. Whereas with us, we I mean, we've been to you know a handful of states as far as where baseball takes us, but we haven't really gotten to choose where we go. You know, we. When he was with the A's, we were we were going to Arizona for spring training every year. We didn't have a choice; like that's where we had to go. And then, like to Oakland, we never took the camper there, but we just we never get to pick. And now, like with the Red Sox, we'll have to go to Fort Myers, which I'm so blessed to be on the East Coast, <laughs> yeah. um, not having to go back to California. But we don't ever get to pick where we go, so it's hard. I don't know. I I feel like we get a little bored sometimes, just, just because like right now we're in Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is great. Um, This is where he does like all his off season training and stuff, but like, I'm already getting a little bored with it. Like I'm ready like to pack up and go. And I think that's the whole, you know, the good part of our being, it's like, Oh, we just pack up and go, but we're kind of stuck where he needs to be for baseball. So I look forward to, you know, whenever baseball is over and we get to just like start picking, you know, where we want to go. Cause I think we want to go places with, I think Florida will be nice. We, we went to Charleston um, this past off season when he had a few weeks off, like right after the season ended and we went to Charleston for three weeks and it was unbelievable. Like it was just, that was like one of the first places we've gotten to pick like, Oh, we have three weeks. We can go somewhere. Let's go to Charleston. And we had so much fun, you know, just like exploring Charleston and going to the beach. And so I think Florida will be similar to that. And as far as spring training goes, but you know, I don't, I don't know what is there to do in Boston. I, I don't know, especially I'll be by myself a lot. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I feel like we're a little bit different from most people um, because they're getting to pick where they go and we don't ever really get
1: to get to do that.
0: Yeah. But I think on the flip side too, in regards to, you know, when trades happen, it really uproots a normal kind of family where it seems like if a trade happened for you guys, it would be a lot easier. It'd be like, Hey, you know what? I got called up I'm going here, I'm getting sent here. It's not, you know, sell the house, rent a new house. There's not that aspect to it. So it's kind of interesting. That you have that backup if that was to happen. And real quick in Boston, um, I got like a weird like layover there once. And I went on one of those like all Revere kind of bus tours, with they yes. take you to cheers and all that kind of stuff and do it. I, I like, I'm from Los Angeles. My mom produced the tonight show with Jay Leno. I don't do any of that touristy stuff. I had my, you know, my nose up and snobbed out on all that stuff forever. <laughs> And I was like, man, what am I going to do for five hours, you know, before my flight? I'm like, oh, I'll just do this thing. I loved it. Like it was really cool. So if you're in the city and you can do kind of the touristy things, I highly recommend it. It's actually really cool. There's some good stuff. And plus cheers and Sam Malone, It's kind of fun too.
1: I'm done with that. Put that on the do to do list for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, It's really cool. It's really old too, which will trip you out too. Just how, I mean, I, again, I'm from Los Angeles, which is, I think, we found Los Angeles like fifty years ago, right? It hasn't been around that long. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Boston and it's been around, you know, it's the fifteen hundreds or something. Forever. Yeah, without a doubt. What else do you I mean, are there I mean, it's gotta be weird being a professional athlete. I mean, I would know, but in the sense that if you're always training, are things like kayaking, bike riding, are you even really allowed to do that stuff as a professional athlete? Do you sign away those kind of things? Or are you allowed to still be able to do that stuff?
1: Well, I, I think there's there's nothing, you know, contract binding that says you can't, but it's, uh, it's kind of that thing where it's, it's your own career. So if you show up day one to camp and you have to explain how you got hurt rock climbing, it's a, it's kind of, that's on you and it's not going to look good to all the higher ups that are writing your checks and, you know, it's going to hurt you later in your career. But, you know, there's, there's a growing list of things that I want to do that, uh, you know, post baseball, I want, I want to go, learn how to snowboard. I don't know how to snowboard and I would love to rock climbing. I know I've already said that, but I'd love to, to go rock climbing, but you know, you kind of just have to think about that stuff before you do them. So like if we go on vacation or something, we can go kayaking or paddle boarding or something to where like, okay, really worst case scenario. Am I going to, if I fall down, I'm not going to get hurt too bad. My scuff a knee or nothing crazy is going to happen. But, um, you know, you just kind of, just it's always something else in the back of your mind. You got to kind of think about when you're doing stuff here and there. Today, I had to get the propane tanks filled up. And I was, when I was lift, I went and got it filled. And as I'm lifting it back up into my truck, I'm thinking, all right, well, I got to don't a little lift with my knees because I don't want to hurt my back and, you know, can't push it too hard with that arm. Don't want to mess up the shoulder. So it's just kind of always in the back of my mind.
0: Oh, calm down. I'm 50 years old as of yesterday and I still do the same thing and I'm not a professional athlete, but it's for well, completely different waited. reasons. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my contract. I'm just going to be in bed for a month because I lifted it a Yeah, exactly. How'd you injure yourself? Uh, it was a propane tank. It was a big, 30 gallon. It was a big one. You wouldn't, yeah, it's a 30 pounder. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's not the barbecue ones. Those things you could throw around like it's uh, <laughs> six pack of beer. These big ones are ridiculous. Oh, uh, that's that's too funny. No, I just I guess from my memory, when I signed with Utah Valley, I just remember seeing that at the bottom of it. And it was just no motorcycles, no bike riding, no surfing, no skiing. I remember being in Utah and no surfing. I was like, oh, hey, that's the case I go home because they're so worried that if you injure yourself, you know, and, and that's year to year. So I thought, oh, I wonder if professionals even worse than that. And it, it sounds like it, it's not in your contract. But again, you do make really smart choices like all of us even. You know the non-athletes you have to make those smart choices yeah very true so what i like to do too is a is a high low where i wrap up the show it's something i've talked about on the show that i did with my kids because i think a lot of times i think you guys said that you guys are on instagram and i'll make sure there will you know share your socials at the end so people can uh, see your faces and get an idea of who you guys are but on Instagram, we make things just always look perfect for some reason. It's just part of our nature and that's fine. So I always like to go like, and just what's a low. And I, I think you kind of talked about it a little rest here that you're feeling kind of stuck. So not that, not COVID, not flat tires, not crappy internet, but what's been a low in this lifestyle that maybe you just didn't expect to hit you being in this lifestyle.
2: I mean, I feel like a low for me, I feel like living in such small quarters, you're very dependent on the weather because I feel like the outside is just an extension of where we live now because our house is so small so like where we are right now it's cold not cold but I mean like it gets like high every day it's like what, mid 40s right now and
1: yeah and we had um, some good days at the mid 50s yeah but
2: it's just cold and rainy so when it's cold and rainy you can't be outside with a two-year-old and 300 square feet gets really small really fast um, when you're stuck inside so I, I, I don't know I feel like a low for me it's just we're so dependent on the weather to almost like give us things to do during the day. Cause if we can get outside, like my day is drastically different um, with a two year old, but if we're stuck inside, it just days get long <laughs> stuck that. in there. Well, that's a good call. So out. I, I don't
0: think anyone's ever shared that, but you are definitely speaking the full-time RV language that maybe most people wouldn't realize. Cause again, I think right. back to what goose said, there's not really even separate rooms really. So it's not like right. you can take a little break right. from each other. And
2: And I know a lot of people that we've met on the road, they're always talking about, you know, chasing like flip flop weather, you know, chasing the 70 degrees and sunny, which that would be awesome if you get to pick where you go. But with uh, us, we don't get to pick. So we're just trying to tough it out where we can. And it's not toughing it out. I mean, mid 40s is probably really warm for a lot of people. But for me, being here is cold. I don't know. It's just it's very dependent on the weather for me, how our day goes.
0: That's another full time RVer thing is the weather because mm-hmm. i agree with you like i you know, we're in saint paul oregon right now and uh, it probably got down to like 35 last night and you know a high of 45 so not a big difference but if you do mention wow it's really cold here from california 45 is nuts like cold. Right. yeah right. you never saw 45 like even no. when you're you know snowboarding i don't mean to run it, rub it in your face goose but when you're out snowboarding Thanks. and you know, it's not 45 <laughs> it's like 71 you know you're doing without a shirt on and so when I say I'm cold, but then I've also, you know, in the three years now that I've been in really cold situations, again, not crazy, you know, <clears throat> negative degree cold, but I can, when it's 60 degrees out and someone's wearing a parka, I can go up to them and be like, hey, you're from Arizona. What's going on? You know, like I can make that assumption. Or if I see someone with shorts and it's 50 out, I know they're from Minnesota. Like I can go up and be right. like, hey, how are you doing, South Dakota? What's going on with you? So that part is fine. But I do like how you you had to make sure that you're not being offensive by saying 40's cold. So if anyone's listening right, and she right. said 40's cold to her, need to relax. Yeah, they're probably like
2: southern girl. She doesn't know what she's talking about.
0: <laughs> how about you, Goose? What's been have you had a low in this uh lifestyle that maybe you didn't expect at all?
1: I don't know. I kind of feel like it's it's kind of been sunshine and rains rainbows for me, because I get to you know, I, I leave the camper for Four or five hours a day, and get to go go work out and then when I come home i'm I'm beat so i'm I'm okay with just sitting there, but I know for presley it gets it gets pretty pretty grindy, especially with the little one running around who never runs out of energy you know it's either full go or asleep, and most nights and days it's fighting to even get that that little nap in so you can have an hour or two of a long time i think the the hardest thing for me is is feeling like I'm like leaving presley to kind of fend for herself even like especially on when it is bad weather and there's not much and i I know that i like this place we like this place um where we're staying at fort mill we like it a lot but you know there's only so much to do in a town that we've been in for you know going on two months especially like these cold and rainy days we've had of late I, i kind of feel bad when i when i leave her and just kind of like, all right, fend for yourself. I got to go do work. And that, that, that'll wear on me a little bit, but um, I, I'd say that'd probably be my, my biggest low.
0: Oh, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to interrupt before we go into the highs. Cause something that I didn't think about, that's probably a good question. You kind of brought it up is, are you staying at like just a normal campground or is it something set up through the league or, you know, like, where are you guys at? You're not no, exactly. KOA. Okay. I was going to say, and then, um, but you know, Funny question. You're a professional athlete, man. You, you should, you should have a Lamborghini. You should be balling. (laughs) You're at a KOI. Is that something you ever have to deal with with people where it's like, yeah, it's a professional athlete, but I think sometimes you're comparing me to, you know, the top 20% of the league and you know, it's still a good thing, but do you deal with that at all where people are like, Oh, I thought there's this assumption of you're, you should be getting paid so much. You should have houses on both coasts kind of thing. Once you hit the league,
1: Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You, you know, you don't hear about all oh, you, you see it on Instagram or on the news or something. Somebody signed a $50 million, a hundred million dollars, 100000000 dollars million contract. And that's, you know, the one person on a team. Right. And then it does they don't tell you about the 150 minor leaguers in that organization that are living off of 900 bucks every two weeks for six months of the year. And then for the other six months, you don't get paid. Right. And, uh, and like you said earlier that, uh, you know, this professional sports is not a forever job. So whatever you make, you need to make it while you can make it. Cause as soon as it's over, it is over. There's no guarantee of what kind of job I'm going to get after baseball. So if I come into a little bit of a cash and then all of a sudden I'm spending it left and right. And, you know, I've got this mortgage on this house. I've got this car leased for this state an apartment here, a condo there. It's like that stuff adds up. And then next thing you know, they're making a 30 for 30 about you. You know, the guy that was worth a hundred million dollars and now filed for bankruptcy. It's just, um, it's a slippery slope. You just got to realize that it's not going to be there forever. So you just kind of got to be, uh, be responsible with it as well.
0: Is it, and and something I probably should ask too, is it just a huge pay jump from AAA to your games in the show?
1: It's a, it's pretty significant gotcha yeah no, and, was, uh, i think the best thing is the insurance the insurance is bananas insurance is top notch at, top notch
0: at the at the pro level i mean at the show level as opposed to triple or all the way through it the my it's all
1: um from rookie ball to AAA a is all the same insurance but then when you go to the big league insurance that is the best thing it's, it's great when someone asks like you go to a daughter's visit or a dentist visit and they ask for your insurance card and then you know they type in your number and you see their eyes get big at the screen, like, well, uh, I guess you don't really owe anything. See ya.
0: Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that is a cool perk. I would love that. All right. Well, let's get into the highs, but that can't be it because that was actually a pretty cool one. But what's a, what's <laughs> been a high in this lifestyle that maybe, you know, the, the kind of like, I can't believe this is our life moment in and around full time RV? What is you guys? It can be individual or it can be together.
1: I think a, a strange high for me was when we, finally got done selling all of our this was initially when we first decided to sell our house and our belongings and move into the rv when we got everything sold and actually got moved in and we left for our first trip and we had all of our stuff and we're like we have all of our stuff everything that we own is in one spot and just that like the the security and closure of just like man, we don't need all this stuff. We can live like this. It made me just be like, it like, it's like, it opened up my eyes to like, I guess the different way of living. Cause I was always, you know, look at all my stuff. I've got all this stuff. And then when you sell that stuff and it gets down to brass tacks and like, it's just us living, kicking butt, taking names. I thought that, I think that was the best thing for me is knowing that, you know, I don't need this stuff. I need my people and an open road. And it was, that was, that was a high for me for sure. That's very cool.
2: For me, I, I mean, I feel like I have to. I, for mainly, I guess we've met some really awesome people on the road. So we talk about all the time just some of the people that we've met that we feel like we'll be friends with, even when we're not living in RVs anymore. That I met, like that I never would have met if had we not been living in the camper. And and it's weird now. It's like I can't imagine if we like weren't friends with them. Like I just feel like we're such good friends and. I almost feel like I just can't imagine if we like hadn't lived in the camper and hadn't met some of the people that we had met. So I guess, and it's just people that understand you. Like I, obviously we have our family and friends back home that we grew up with and stuff, but it's just like friends that live in campers too. <laughs> like it's just different. Yeah, they just, they get it. They get it. That's fun for me.
0: Oh, um, I bet. And It was funny too, Goosey, then, you were saying that there wasn't money after sports. Sometimes it ends. I think about Luke, my youngest that got picked up by super 73, those electric, like almost motorcycles. Sweet. He, he literally got picked up by the CEO because his team has never won the interim basketball league. And uh, they won for the first time. Luke scored something like 54 points. So there's always <laughs> the opportunity to still play your sport and like and have That's it help your awesome. job. Right. It's so funny. Like the CEO is like lifting up a trophy for the last two years. They have not won. They have not beat the sales department. They bring in the 6'8 kid to work in the warehouse. And now they have the championship. <laughs> that so is awesome. It's so Good funny for him. Yeah. It's so that funny. Great. And I did cut you off press. I know you had one more. I want to hear it.
2: No, I, well, I was just going to say, I think for me, the high is just right after we went to Charleston this past off season, one of the families we met in Arizona during quarantine, they were about two and a half hours. They were somewhere in Tennessee. they were about two and a half hours away from us. And, I was talking to the mom and she was like, yeah, we're here. And I was just like, do you care if we come? Like, I i think we should come there. And so we took the camper and went for like, I think it was like 10 days we were there with them. And I remember one night we had like a fire and we did that like every night. But one of the nights we were walking back and me and Goose, I remember both of us being like, this is why like we did the whole camper thing. It was just the like having the fire by the lake with like these new friends that were great that we just feel like we'll be lifelong friends now. And for me, like, I think just, when baseball's over and we can do that full time as far as like going with friends and like picking up and going yeah. where we want. Like that's the feeling that like the high for me I on
1: a whim too. It, yeah, was just, it was
2: just like a random, you like, go? let's go. Yeah. So I, I am looking forward to more of those kind of highs of just like, this is exactly why we did this and why it felt like it made sense for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is not a sponsor of this show in any way. Nathan Mercer, just people that I I've gotten to know and like, have you guys heard of nomad near me?
2: yeah so yeah. we're on there that oh, nice. um very cool i've met a few people on there yeah
0: yeah i really recommend only you know obviously they can't get directions to you it's like a 20 mile radius, right but only connect it's right. not like instagram it's like oh you're following me i'll follow you it's not that kind of
2: right a tool. no when you do no. have those if relationships like, you.
0: yeah because <laughs> right in the rv world you you mention it a two and a half hour trip to see friends is nothing like i no. I would do that all no. day long you know but it is funny right I, do you guys get this i get the Hey, I see that you're going to be in St. Paul. You should come into Portland. I'm like, bro, I'm not bringing my 42 foot fifth wheel into Portland. <laughs> it's, and, and, and that's pretty close. But I'm like, especially when I'm in Texas, you know, I'll be down in all the way down, like in the Gulf. And then someone's way up in East Northern Texas, almost Oklahoma is like, Oh, you're in Texas. You should come by. bro. that's like four days to get to you. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 But a two hour, three hour trip, I would definitely do that to see some friends for sure. Unless some yeah, of my that friends that are listening awesome. know I didn't do a two-hour trip to see them.
2: Right <laughs> now they're judging
0: you. <laughs> I just got busted. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, I want to make sure people can uh, find you and connect with you if they want to mm-hmm. on social besides nomad near me. But I think you guys said that you have an Instagram that you guys take some photos of where can people find you? And I'll list it in the show notes. So you don't have to write it down folks. You can just click the link, but where can people find you?
2: We're both on Instagram. He, I don't think it's uploaded a picture in about mm, 18 months. Yeah, I don't, I don't give or it. take. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to upload as much as I can. But mine is just Press Gossip, P-R-E-S-G-O-S-S-E-T-T.
0: Nice. Are you guys doing anything on YouTube?
2: Like when we first got the camper, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Tried to start a blog. We were not interesting. Then we had the baby and I was like, oh, now we're going to be interesting. But then I felt like I was like exploiting my kid. On I feel like you're doing it for, more
1: for family. Yeah, you're like, I was hey,
2: doing it more for like the grandparents to be like, well, this is what Lucy did today. And she was so little. It's like, oh, she rolled over. That's great. So know we weren't interesting enough so that's no longer a thing
0: <laughs> all right i'm gonna call yeah. i'm gonna call bullshit on that because uh, <laughs> what i what i say is we have an interesting life but it doesn't make you interesting i i say that all the time because trust me i have people that are like hey i want to be the magazine i full-time rv and i'm like well tell me more about you if i had a magazine about california and you just tell me you live in california that doesn't make you interesting i've been right. in a full-time game for a while i've not come across a professional athlete and, you know, being right. able to move it is, rare, it is very rare, very unique. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people, I just think there's a lot of, you know, I, the couple that I, I interviewed earlier today, they're in their sixties and they're sailing and they started oh, documenting sorry. it because, yeah. So they could encourage 60 somethings to go sail. Cause all they're seeing is 20 somethings in bikinis sailing. And, you know, right. and, and <laughs> so then it's like, there's no one doing it at 60. I think sometimes even within the RV kind of area, I think it is kind of a younger thing when you think about YouTube, but I do think it's still very interesting in the sense of, you know, kind of the professional athlete, what that looks like. I think there is an interesting niche there. So don't give up on that. But ultimately, if you do go into it, we're just going to create this for Lucy so she can look back, you know, and I would love to watch video of my parents and my grandparents. So if that doesn't encourage you at all, I mean, you know, you don't have to do it, but just don't do it for the numbers, don't do it for the subs, because it really is a unique kind of experience, and it'll find a life of its own as long as you're enjoying it. But I think you guys do have a really interesting kind of story, like watching goose fly. There's your YouTube channel right there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Write that down. I get royalties. (laughs) And
2: now he's on our marketing team. Yeah, that's
0: right. Well, again, you guys, I just want to thank you for coming on and hanging out with me on the show and telling your story and. I love finding kind of just cool, unique niches and, you know, goose, I'm going to try to follow you and see what my schedule looks like, man. If I can come to a game where you're playing, that would be balls out. Amazing. Like that'd be so much fun.
1: Absolutely, man. Just let me know. I'll tell you some tickets and call it a deal.
0: That'd be fantastic. Well, again, thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. We had a blast. Thank you. Well, another great episode. It was a ton of fun interviewing Daniel. I mean goose and obviously Presley as well. And I really hope one day I get to see Goose in action. I really do think we're gonna see more and more younger people realizing that they don't have to wait until retirement to go full-time in an RV. If you wanna learn more about Daniel and Presley, feel free to follow any of the links in the show notes and let them know you listened to their episode. Also, just a friendly reminder, if you're enjoying the Rootless Living podcast or the magazine, make sure to let your friends and family know by sharing us on your favorite social media channel. It's a really big help in getting the word out. And if you use the hashtag Rootless Living, we'll try to share it as well. And like always, if you think you know someone that would make a good guest or that guest might even be you, please send us an email at podcast at rootlessliving.com. Again, that's podcast at rootlessliving.com and let's see if we can help tell your story. Until next week, stay rootless.